Today on More to Life, trust in me. Has someone broken your trust? We're going to help you discover what it takes to heal your heart and rebuild trust. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Trust in Me. Has someone broken your trust? We want to help you discover what it takes to heal your heart and rebuild that relationship, if possible. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Or if you're listening to the podcast, shoot us your questions via email at questions at more2liferadio.com. That's more, number two, liferadio.com. Has someone you care about let you down? hurt you, betrayed you, or broken your trust in some way? Are you wondering what it takes to heal the relationship, or if it's even safe to try? Are you struggling to win back somebody's trust after you hurt them? In our sinful world, people let each other down in lots of ways, big and small. Let us help you discover what it takes to heal and trust again, to heal the damage that that betrayal has done to you so you can feel like you can trust yourself and your instincts and your guidance from God and to heal, if possible, that relationship so that you can be stronger, move on in a healthier way. If you are feeling that today in any way, especially as we lead into the holidays and we might have to see people who have betrayed us in some way or hurt us in some way, let us help you today. Just give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, broken trust uh, takes lots of different shapes and forms. I mean, sure sometimes does. it takes shape in, in very big and traumatic things, whether that's infidelity or uh, a parent abusing us, but sometimes it takes the shape of, of smaller things, you know, a, a person who promises to show up for us and then doesn't doesn't come, mm-hmm. you know, that, that person who promises to do certain things and then doesn't follow through, um, you know, betrayal and, and, and broken trust can happen in lots of different ways, and they can impact our relationship, you know, in, in sometimes in, in surprising ways, and it can be hard to know whether it's safe to trust that person again, uh, what it takes to rebuild that trust. The good news is uh, there are some very clear pointers that we can offer that help you evaluate whether that person is trustworthy at all, um, whether it's possible to rebuild trust with them and what steps to take. So give us a call. Let's talk about your situation. The number is 877 
877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Whether you are struggling to know whether you can trust this other person again, or you're trying to win back the trust of somebody that you hurt, let's talk it out on our show today titled Trust in Me, 877-573-7825. And often we question whether we can heal the damage that that situation has done to us without having to have that person back in our lives or by if if we're allowed to put certain boundaries around the relationship and not just give over our trust completely to that person if they've betrayed us or hurt us in some way in a particular situation does our faith require us to just say okay, I forgive you, you're invited back into my life under all the same circumstances that this situation happened before. If we aren't required to do that, what are the boundaries? How can we be safe and still faithful to God? How can we heal the damage it's done and make ourselves stronger, both in our our own right and in our faith in God? And is there a way to do anything with that relationship? Well, you know, because because this touches on the whole question of forgiveness, right? Because on the one hand, you know, the person hurt us and we want to forgive them. Uh, on the other hand, or maybe we don't want to forgive them, maybe we feel called to forgive them or challenged to well, forgive exactly. them. Exactly. Um, but either way, you know, we don't know what that involves. And so we want to talk about that throughout the course of the show today and specifically what it means to you and the challenges you're facing. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Has someone let you down, hurt you, betrayed you, broken a promise, or broken your trust in some way? Are you wondering what it takes to heal the relationship if you've hurt somebody and you're trying to win their trust back? Either way, we want to hear from you at 877-573-7825. And maybe you're in the midst of a relationship that has broken trust and it is the other people around that relationship that are either pressuring you or you're concerned about losing or sticking their oar in in some way how do you handle them as well there's a lot to deal with when a relationship has gone a bit wrong for some kind of reason of betrayal or being let down or being hurt in some way let us help you today on more to life 877-573-7825 or again email your questions at questions at more to life radio.com every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of saint john paul's theology of the body and if you're not aware of what that is uh, saint john paul when he was pope gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years where he taught that by prayerfully reflecting on God's creation, we can learn a lot about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that we are made for love and that our greatest mission in life is to build and actively participate in a community of love. But trust is a quality that makes this possible. And ultimately, trust represents our assessment of another person's ability to be consistently loving. That is, to consistently work for our good. Not just when they feel like it, or when it's easy for them, but every day, on 
conditionally. Yeah, you know, trust is the evidence that a person has the ability to do what they say they're going to do, the desire to consistently work for our good in the first place, and the integrity to correct themselves or, or at least be easily corrected if they occasionally behave in an unloving manner, as we all do. You know, a lack of trust makes it impossible to be an authentically loving person in an authentically loving relationship because in the absence of trust, you can't assume that the loving actions or attitude the person displays in one moment will be present in the next. You know, trust is the quality that allows us to focus on giving ourselves to each other instead of having to focus on protecting ourselves from each other. But knowing how to trust in the first place, who to trust in the first place, how to rebuild trust if it's been damaged in big or small ways are all huge questions that we all have to wrestle with from time to time. Has someone you care about let you down, broken a promise, hurt you, betrayed you, or broken your trust in some way? Are you wondering what it takes to heal the relationship, or even if it's safe to try? You know, maybe you're struggling to win back someone's trust after you hurt them. Let's talk it out together at 877-573-7825. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the Son, Son and, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your, your presence and we bring to you all those situations where we are struggling to trust. Those times when someone has hurt us, let us down, broken a promise, or betrayed us in some serious way. Help us to know what it means to forgive and help us to respond to those challenges in ways that will glorify you, that will help us be our best selves, that will work for their good and the good of the relationship as well. Help us to know when forgiveness requires us to set boundaries and when it requires us to open those doors to reconciliation so that even in the face of serious betrayals, we can build your kingdom and cooperate with your grace so that your will might be done in all situations. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in, in the, the name of the, of the Father, Father, the, the Son, and the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Trust in Me. And we're talking about those times when someone you care about has broken your trust, let you down, hurt you, betrayed you, broken a promise, done those things that make it hard to trust them again. What is it? What are we required to do as Christians in the face of those situations? What does rebuilding trust require? And how do we walk those steps? 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jeff, who's listening to EWTN Radio in South Carolina. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, I was calling uh, a couple years ago at my house on Thanksgiving. Um, my daughter came over with her boyfriend or whatever you want. They've been together over 10 years. Uh, Are they married, Jeff, or no? No, they're not. Okay, okay so, all right, go ahead. Uh, all right. But they do have children together, and they're still together. I see. Um, mm-hmm. So my daughter, to the way he is, he's a bad person. Uh, I don't allow him around my house, but my daughter was begging, Daddy, please, please, or we have nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. So I let him come over um, against my will. <clears throat> I'm in the house watching TV, and I hear this, these gunshots and stuff going on outside oh, my house, my. which I knew was gone right yeah. Which I knew was Sean right away. 
Hey, hold on, just a second. Let me. Let me. We don't have a. Be- we don't have the best connection. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. You were watching TV and suddenly you heard gunshots in your house. Is that what I heard you say? Out, no, outside of my house. Oh, okay. okay. And what was he yeah. shooting at, Jeff? Was it his target practice, or was he shooting up the neighborhood? What happened? Shooting in the neighborhood, just being just drunk. He got drunk. They were outside drinking. I was inside. Oh, mercy. Uh, I wasn't okay. paying attention to what it, Because they're all in their 20s and 30s, you know, so I'm not watching them. Uh, I'm sure. doing my thing with the people that are our day, or my age, you know, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. sister-in-law, you know. Uh, we were in the house yes. talking, watching football, and I heard this, so I'm like, I knew right away who it was. I uh, went out there, and he's acting like a fool. He's starting fights with people and stuff. Um, so I interject myself, and long story short, it got to the point where he he got totally off the hook, and he cried. I told my granddaughter that he was going to kill her. Oh, so my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. It was. It was crazy. It was crazy. So me, I'm a veteran, U.S. Army Infantry soldier. So I had my gun on me just because I knew what I was going after. I knew he had a gun, but I didn't know the situation. So when I heard him yell at Savannah, "I'm going to kill you," with the next, with a little word after that, um, I, I, I didn't. At first, I drew down on him because my intent was to just end the situation right there. And, and go, whatever happens, happens. But then I felt the armor of God come around. It was, it was the weirdest feeling. I mean, it just shut me down, like... Okay. Yeah, well, Jeff, I, and, and so, it's a horrible and, situation that happened two years ago. Now, I, I unfortunately, because of time, I, I need us to get to your question. So, what? what clear, that's a clear right. picture of who this person is. So, so, where are things now, and what can we do for you today? Okay. So, I see him last night for the first time in two years. Now, I told my daughter two years ago, I forgive him. I still love him. He's the father of my two grandkids. I just don't want him around me anymore. Uh, long story short, I see him last night. He goes to speak to me. I put up my hand. I said, just stay away from me, and I brush him off. Well, afterwards, I'm being told I was being rude because you always go to church. You read the Bible, and the Lord says to forgive. Well, I have forgiven him. I still love him. I just don't want him around. Mm. So let me ask you, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of relate? You haven't seen him in two years. What kind of relationship do you have with your daughter? Have you seen her at all? None. No, I've seen her a couple times in two years. She stays away from me. She's mad because I don't let him come to the house. So that's my punishment not seeing her. All right, Jeff. So, so I completely understand why you don't want him to be part of your life. Yes. Um, and yet he is part of your life, and so. Um, you know, first of all, if, if in that situation that you just described, the police should have been called, um, and he should have been arrested for you know his behavior that that was completely unconscionable. Um, that's a missed opportunity. the 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 issue here, though, is um, you know, yeah, you have absolutely every right to set a boundary with this guy, but I'm concerned that you've kind of cut off both your daughter and him. You know, the the, the rule because she needs help navigating this relationship, and if you're not part of her life then you can't be an influence in any way in this in this situation and you can't be a part of your grandchildren's life as well you know i mean yes you need to be on your guard with this guy and if he is violent or threatening in any way you need to call the police and if you're perfectly it's perfectly fine to say i can only be around him in this situation or that situation or whatever wherever you feel safe to be around him see boundaries aren't meant to cut people off boundaries are meant to give us a safe way to deal with the person
So what you need to really be doing here is asking yourself, in what context do you feel like you can handle yourself around this guy and not have to spend the rest of the day putting yourself back together again? So, for example, in that situation where you saw him, you happened to see him, you know, if you were safe, if he was being respectful, um, then there wouldn't be any reason to not have something to do with him in that situation. Now, that you might not be able to invite him over to the house again, right? Because you don't know that he can behave himself. I mean, I, you might say, hey, you know, we can get together at the local diner because they don't serve alcohol and we can have dinner and we can have a pleasant time and I can try to build my relationship with my daughter and my grandkids a bit by doing that. But you can't meet him anywhere where there's alcohol. You can't meet him anywhere where, where you know, kids are going to be around him in a place where he can be drinking and acting up. So the point is, it's not a question of do you see him or don't you see him. The question is, you know, he's a part of your daughter's life, right? And if you want, and obviously not a good part, right? So if you want to help your daughter and support her in having a healthier relationship or had a healthier, being a healthier person in relationship, you need to be part of her life in some way. So you got to ask yourself, how can I? be involved in this situation to help for the sake of my daughter and my grandkids at the very least. And so what context can I have something to do with this guy and what context can I not because I can't trust him to behave himself. And you limit yourself to those places where you can be uh, in relationship with him because what that does then it gives you the credibility to say to your daughter especially, look I, I'm, I, I talk to him here, I deal with him in this situation, I'm willing to be around him in these situations, but I can't be around him in A, B, and C because he can't behave himself there. So I'm willing to have as much of a relationship as I can with him as long as he's able to behave himself and be respectful. And where he can't, then I can't go there. Do you see what I'm saying, Jeff? That gives you the ability to be involved in some positive way while still protecting yourself from the drama and the crazy that this guy brings into your life and your daughter's life. So it's not a matter of, you know, are you being a hypocrite for not wanting to see him? It's it's a matter of you cutting off your ability to be a positive influence uh, and a conduit of grace for the Holy Spirit to influence your daughter in, in having healthier attitudes toward relationship and really discipling her into a healthy healthier place as an adult. So I'd really encourage you to take a look at that and check out our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, um, for more tips on how to set healthy, godly boundaries. Thank you so much for the call. We've added your added your family to our More to Life prayer list. If there's more we can do to support you guys, don't hesitate to reach out to us. All right, with that, we have to go to break. But when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about trust today on More to Life. Has someone you care about let you down, hurt you, betrayed you, or broken your trust in some way? Are you wondering what it takes to heal that relationship or if it's even safe to try? Maybe you're the one who's struggling to win back somebody else's trust if you've hurt them. Whatever the situation is, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up after the break. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. You remember the time I said on the air, go to confession. And when you're done, go out and have a big ice cream soda. Celebrate. And a man wrote to me, he said, you know, I hadn't gone to confession in 30 years. Do you mind if I went and had a pizza? (laughs) I said, oh, have 20 pizzas. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. 
You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Trust in Me, as we talk about those times when someone has broken our trust. Maybe they've let us down, betrayed us, broken a promise, and otherwise let us down in some way. How do you rebuild that relationship? Is it even safe to try? 877-573. 7825. Let's talk to our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Anonymous in Florida. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. How are y'all today? Just fine, thanks. What can we do for you? Good. Well, so I've been married for 14 years, and um, I'm Catholic. My wife is a uh, very strong fundamentalist, dispensationalist, and uh, every time Israel blinks, she goes into a, a rant about the rapture. Well, I did something kind of, I, hindsight, I, I just got frustrated. And I, I just said, you know, this this whole rapture thing, it's fictional, developed by, you know, John Nelson Darby, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of went into the history of it. And then mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I said, I, I wish you would just trust me for once as the spiritual head. And she turned and literally scowled at me and said, I don't trust you, and I will never trust you. And talk about a blow to a husband. I, how, how do you get over something like that? How do you... I, I'm just... So when, when did this happen? Uh, it happened um, about six months ago, and then she's with Israel going, you know, with Hamas. They, She's gone into this whole... And I've just kept my mouth shut this time, but it just felt like she ripped my soul out. <laughs> And sure. I, and have you have you never discussed that question about trust again since that point? No, because I I just was like I'll just keep my mouth shut and because I I don't know what to do okay. with it because she well and and tell me about the rest of your relationship when I mean so obviously this is a this is a hot topic for you guys um do you pray together at all? Oh yeah, so I will go to early mass and then I go to a um a Southern Baptist service with her. No, no, like on your day-to-day life, uh, in your relationship with each other in, in home, do you guys pray together? Yeah, yeah, we will. We will do a devotion together. Um, we'll pray together, but um, I guess there's certain topics we just do you, don't discuss. Do you pray about your and marriage? I, I. Oh, yeah, and we have a, a good marriage. I mean, it's, um, 
it's just when it well, comes. and your wife says that she yeah. can't. She's never going to trust you, and you're afraid to bring it up for six months. That's not a good marriage. Yeah, like when I, you I mean, say you pray blunt, with each other. You know, if God forbid, Greg and I were in that situation. I think the first thing I would do, then, if, if we continue to pray with each other after that, which you guys are doing, my first reaction would be to say, Lord, whatever I've done, like, help me to, to, to help this person trust me, help us build trust in our relationship, help us deal with the, the division between yeah, us. I mean, I, I understand that when, when, like, when a lot of people say, I have a good relationship, what they mean is that we don't fight. Yeah. Um, but, but you're not fighting because you're afraid to have conversations <laughs> with her, and that's not a good relationship. Right. So, so number one, uh, you, you guys need to be praying about your marriage every day. Okay. You know, saying, Lord, teach us how to have the marriage that you want us to have. Teach us how to love each other the way you want us to love each other, to, to trust each other, to, to be close the way you want us to be close, to respect each other and really listen to what's important to each other so that we can really be the couple that you want us to be. Okay. I, I mean, pray like that every day. And then, you know, I want you to go back to your wife and say, you know, I know you said in, said it in anger, and I'm not exactly sure what you meant, but you know you, you said that you never you don't trust me and you never will, and that tore my heart out, and I've frankly been afraid to talk to you about it and a lot of other things since then because I don't know what that means and I don't know how to get it back. Um, you know, this might be a situation that you need to seek some professional help with. Uh, because you guys don't talk about these things, you, you're 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 afraid to bring things up, and she's too reactive to feel safe bringing things up with. Um, I, I'm concerned here too that you know, I mean, there are lots of couples who have um, who who aren't the same faith, who actually do have a decent relationship, um, but that depends on that couple being willing to to really be respectful of each other and try to see the truth and goodness and beauty and and the things that each other finds true, good and beautiful. And you know, you're doing that, but you're trying your best by by going to mass and then going to her church. Um, I don't know that she's showing that same level of respect toward you, and I'm concerned about that. So I I mean, th- th- let's start with this, okay? I want you guys to start at least praying about your marriage every day, the way I was suggesting. And I also want you to go back to her and, and say, look, you know, I don't know what you meant by it, um, but I haven't been able to let it go. It's, it really hurt me. It ripped my heart out. Um, and so when you said you don't trust me and you never will, did you mean that? What did you mean by that? And where do we go from here? Because I'm not sure how to have a relationship with, with you if you don't trust me at all and refuse to even try. So have that conversation. Call us back or reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com for more information. We'll guide you the rest of the way. Thanks so much for the call. We're taking your calls, listeners, about broken trust at 877-573-7825. Now that the abortion problem has been returned to the states, we will most likely be called upon to give a reason for our pro-life activism. But this is more than a mere political issue. It's an opportunity to present the gospel of life. It's an opportunity to demonstrate the kingdom's view of this world and of human life. And the central question in this dispute is going to be, what is the status of preborn human life? Many Christians need to recognize that, yes, we have to do the political thing, but we have greater opportunities here. We have an opportunity to engage people about the very meaning of life itself. I mean, that's why John Paul II wrote, the gospel of life, he didn't just write some sort of political anti-abortion tract, right? He's talked about the gospel of life. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts, wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When children get to about age 10, they're much less naturally inclined to do something because their mom and dad said so. This isn't defiance. It represents the fact that their brains have developed to the point that they need to understand why they're doing something. Not because they want to challenge your authority, but because they have a God-given need to learn how to apply the lessons you're trying to teach them when you aren't there to tell them what to do. Kids raised with punishment-oriented strategies tend not to learn to think for themselves. They're effectively taught to follow the lead of the most commanding presence in the room. That might be okay when we're in the room with them, but when we're not, it sets our kids up to follow other leaders who have anything but their best interests in mind. How can you raise kids who know how to choose to do the right thing even when you're not around to make it happen? Check out Parenting Your Kids with Grace or visit CatholicHOM.com. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Trust in Me as we talk about Repairing Broken Trust. Has someone you care about let you down, hurt you, betrayed you, or broken your trust in some way? Maybe you're wondering what it takes to heal that relationship, or if it's even safe to try. Maybe you're the one who's struggling to win back someone's trust after you hurt them. You know, the reality is we all let each other down in lots of ways in this sinful world, big and small, but we want to help you discover what it takes to heal your heart and trust again. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're tuning in via podcast, you can send your questions via email to questions at more2liferadio.com. That's more, number two, liferadio.com. Before we go to our next call, we just want to let you know that our friends at Siouxland Catholic Radio in Iowa need to hear from you next week. They're airing their annual fall pledge drive next Tuesday through Thursday. So if you're listening in Sioux City, Storm Lake, or anywhere, make sure you're supporting your local EWTN Catholic radio station so we can stay here supporting you for generations to come and learning how to live a more faithful and abundant life with that let's go back to the phones lisa who's on deck we're talking with michelle who's listening to ewtn radio in texas on guadalupe radio hi michelle welcome to more to life how can we help you out good morning 
I have been married for almost 12 years now, and even from the beginning of our marriage, uh, my husband and I have always had some pretty big fights and struggled in our relationship. Um, he said lots of times that uh, he doesn't trust me anymore, um, and it's because of things that he doesn't like that I do, like I'm late things or um, I don't accomplish tasks, uh, you know, that that he wants done or that needs to be done. And anyways, about uh, five or six years ago when we had our son, we started really focusing on him and trying to make sure he stayed alive and we took care of him and everything. And slowly, my husband kind of cut off um, every kind of friendship and intimacy between us. And uh, there's, there's no like emotional, spiritual, physical connection anymore. Um, and, but he didn't, he didn't say that was happening. It just kind of started happening and I didn't know what was going on. And um, finally, you know, after bringing it up a lot of times, um, especially because I, I would love to have more children. Um, he said he does not want to have more children and um, that it's not going to happen and we need to be grateful for what we have. Um, and so... What have you done I, to try to address... I, I have several questions, but I, I, so, so, what, what, so what's your main question for today? What, 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 what can we do for you? What, what are you looking for exactly? I am looking for, I hear God calling me to forgive him in particular for kind of cutting off our relationship and um, specifically, you know, for taking away. I don't understand that. When, when, you, when, you say, when you say forgive him for that, I mean, yes, yeah, so forgive him in the sense that you don't want to hurt him for having hurt you. But, I, I, but, I, but that doesn't mean letting this go, because marriage is a sacrament, right? And it's, it's a sacrament that's called to the healing of the couple, uh, you know, to, the, to, the, uh, to work for the greater union and communion with each other. And he's violating the, that, the, 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 the promises of that sacrament. So you, you can't let him off the hook for that. Like, again, you, you can deal with him charitably. You can hold him accountable. You don't want to hurt him for having hurt you, but you do need to put his feet to the fire to say that we need to heal this relationship. So I just want to be clear that forgiving him doesn't mean letting him off the hook for this. You, you understand that, right? Yes. Um, okay. So what have you done I, so far to try to, to address the problems in this marriage? Well, uh, I've asked him to go to counseling. I've asked him to pray together. Don't um, ask. You go to mass. <laughs> don't, don't ask about the counseling. No, listen, here's the thing. Your, your husband... Um, there's a serious problem here where I, I don't know whether he's got a nurse, narcissistic personality or obsessive compulsive personality. Um, I, I, my suspicion is that, that at the very least he has some what's called disorganized attachment. Um, when you have a disorganized attachment style, what that means is that you, settle, you, you don't know how to have a relationship outside of rules. So you tell people, okay, in order for me to trust you, I needed to be able to do X, Y, and Z all the time without any exception. And then when you inevitably can't do that, because no one can, then they say, see, I can't trust you. 
because that that person was ten, tends to have been raised in an environment that was somewhat abusive um, or controlling, and so they're they're terrified to trust anybody, uh, and so what happens? They 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 set up these little contracts with other people when you let them and when you let them down that proves to them that they shouldn't be able to trust you in the first place and it sounds to me like that's what's going on here and that you've been emotionally abused for the last 12 years in your relationship to the point where you're afraid to ask for anything Um, and you're accepting a whole lot of things that you you shouldn't accept so yes forgiving your husband means not hurt you know St. Augustine says forgiveness is when we surrender our natural desire for revenge so you don't want to lash out at your husband for the mean things he's done to you but you do need to hold him to account uh, for all of this behavior which is which is um, a grave offense against your marriage Uh, and he will be called to account for this in the next life if not this one uh, and so, you know, in the meantime, you need to fight for this relationship, not by asking him if he wants to go to counseling. He's not going to want to go to counseling because he's in complete control of the relationship. He He's holding you under his thumb emotionally. All he has to do is bark loud enough and you'll just hop to because you're afraid to set boundaries with him. He's not going to want to change. Why would he change that? Why would he go to counseling and threaten his his position in this relationship? See, so, so the point is he's patently unhealthy and you need to be this strong prophetic woman of god that says honey i love you too much to let you continue to behave this way and to be abusive to me and to create an environment where our son doesn't know how to be a man and we're going to counseling i've made an appointment now he's going to refuse to go and he's going to get angry with you and it's going to it's going to inflame the situation at first and you're going to feel like you did the wrong thing because now he's mad at you but that's the way he controls everything. He gets mad and he, he fulminates and flusters and, and, and intimidates, causes, you. intimidates you. Intimidates. And you have to stay strong in that and say, I'm going with or without you because this relationship is going to change with or without you. And I love you too much to allow you to continue to behave in this abusive way, in this cold manner that's showing our son a terrible example of what it is to be a man. And I love you too much to let that continue. So we're either going to work on this together or I'm going to figure out a way to work on it so that it changes by my own power and through God's grace. But one way or the other, this relationship is changing for the better. And I hope that you'll come along with me to figure out how to do that. Now, Michelle, what Greg is saying, I know, sounds very hard to you because you have been intimidated by this man changing his ways on you for over six years, probably the whole 12. You've tried to be a good wife. You've tried to be a loving wife. You've tried to be a passive wife to appease him because he's intimidated you into it. But I promise you, Michelle, that your nature as a woman of God, okay, you're, by, by, the, by the essence of your baptism, you are a royal daughter of God. You need to tap into that. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to do the things that Greg is saying for your good, for your child's good, and yes, for working for the good of your husband as well. Because he is just floundering in the way he is now. He's not drawing closer to God. He's not honoring the sacrament of your marriage. He's not honoring you as a fellow child of God. And every time, every time he refuses to be loving to you, he condemns himself because he is not living up to the vows of this, of this marriage. He's not doing what the sacrament asks him to do, and he's condemning himself. But it doesn't mean that you throw up your hands. It means that you've, you guys have toughed this out for six years since your child was born. There's something still there that you need to try to take advantage of, dig deep, Beg the Holy Spirit to help you dig deep 
and call a counselor and get things moving because you can start to change this. You can work on it bit by bit, whether he's willing to come with you or not. But it's time for you to realize that the pattern that's been set up here where he intimidates you into being quiet, into being just completely shut down so that he doesn't react the way he's been reacting is only serving to undermine who he's supposed to be as a person and what you deserve and what your child deserves. Michelle, we've added you to our More to Life prayer list, but if there's more that we can do to support you in bringing healing to this relationship and finding faithful solutions to the challenges that you're undergoing, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com where we can work with you and your husband uh, in, in learning how to find faithful ways to heal this relationship. I know this is scary, Michelle, but you showed such bravery in calling in today. The Holy Spirit had you listening to this show. God wants to help you with this. Please know that and know that you are brave enough to do this. We are praying for you. If there's anything else we can do for you, please don't hesitate to contact us. And look, a little public service announcement, both for Michelle and all the other listeners out there. Forgiving somebody does not mean not holding them accountable for changing. I can forgive you. It's such a countercultural idea, Greg. I can forgive you. I can say, look, I'm not going to hurt you for having hurt me back. I I understand the pain that you're in. I understand why you lashed out at me. I get it. And I'm sorry that that's happened. And I forgive you. But I still expect you and need you to change. And these are the things that I need to see from you in order to really reconcile with you. Because forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. We, We can forgive on our own, but we can't reconcile on our own. We need the other person to participate in that. And if they're not willing to participate, we can forgive them, but not be reconciled to them. And that's the situation Michelle is in right now. You know, she, she, she doesn't want to hurt her husband for him having hurt her. And that's wonderful. That's, that's beautiful. But then she makes the mistake of thinking that that means that I have to act like we're reconciled when we're not. And when that happens, we actually um, add an offense on top of the offense and undermine the relationship by making it a completely unhealthy relationship. And I want to add how much the Holy Spirit is prompting Michelle to see this and try to change it after six years at least of going through this, probably the whole 12. The fact, Michelle, that you know you want more children and he's saying no. God is letting you see so clearly that your husband is working against the vows he took to you by just shutting down that conversation, not praying with you about that decision. The Holy Spirit's really prompting you here, Michelle, to make these changes. Well, and, and discerning that question about having more children, the, the, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not do we have children or don't we have children, it's what are the obstacles that we would need to overcome together on the road to having that next child? And the big obstacle right now is the mess that this relationship is. And right? what the harm he's doing to it. And, and the fact that if you brought another child into this relationship, you would not be able to teach that child how to lead a godly life and be a godly person. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a matter of you never having more children again. It's a matter of what are the obstacles that you need to be overcoming on the road to having that next child. And this is the work that God is putting in front of you. So but, that, that call to have that next child is not exclusive of the need to work on this relationship. Not at all. But what I'm saying is that that feeling inside of you and coming up against the brick wall that your husband is putting there is God's way of letting you know he wants to help you change this. All right. Michelle, thank you so much for the call. Again, if we can support you, in, if I help you find faithful ways to respond to the challenges your marriage is facing, please reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. 
All right. With that, we have to go to break. But when we, uh, sorry, but it's, that means it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm chapter nine, verse ten. Those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And that's a reminder to all of us that even in our broken world, where so many people hurt us, let us down, break promises, or betray our trust, God will never let us down. God is always present. And if we bring the situation that we're facing to him and say, Lord, teach me how to respond to this, show me what to do, we can know that he will never forsake us and that he will deliver us and show us the steps forward. With that, we are taking your calls about trust today on More to Life. Has someone broken your trust, let you down, betrayed you, hurt you in some way, and you're not sure, what does it mean to the relationship? How do you heal your heart? Is it safe to heal the relationship? How do you know? What are the next steps? Give us a call at 877 573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. From Affirm Films comes Journey to Bethlehem. This wasn't a dream. An angel came to me. You are in danger, Mary. This child, what is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem, starring Fiona Palomo, Milo Mannheim, Lecrae, Joel Smallbone, and Antonio Banderas. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere this Friday. Soundtrack also available. More information is at journeytobethlehem.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. People think it's easier to stay in the muck. The devil that we know is easier than the devil we don't know, but what they don't realize is that the situation can get worse. And what we're seeing now with some of these very liberal orders, let's say, for example, these liberal orders that are dying out, especially religious sisters, dying out, literally folding. And then you have the religious orders such as the Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, the Dominican Sisters in Nashville, the Sisters of Life in New York, flooded with requests for information and to meet with the sisters about this beautiful life because they're so joyful because they are living the truth of Scripture and the truth of the Eucharist of Jesus. But these people will not let go because then you have to look yourself in the mirror and then you have to surrender. I think it all goes back to the Garden of Eden. Who's God? Are we God or is God God? Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. That's why the Catholic Health Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Trust in Me. As we talk about those times when people let us down, break promises, hurt us, betray us, or break our trust in some way, how do we rebuild the relationship? Can we? Is it safe? What does it require? Give us a call. 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the podcast, shoot us a question via email at questions 
at moretoliferadio.com. Let's talk right now with Christine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia. Hi, Christine. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hey. Um, I, I guess, you know, just looking for a little bit of direction, and I do believe, and if maybe I can get the name of the book, you may have a book um, that deals with um, dealing with adult children, and I definitely have an issue with trust, uh, and I don't, uh, it, it causes problems, but I definitely have a problem with uh, my adult daughter and wanting to have trust, and I definitely do not have trust. And so, Okay, so you told our screener that you, you want to be able to see your five grandkids, but your daughter can be impulsive, and, and she leaves yeah, you in a, in a okay. financial lurch, and you want to be able to set some boundaries, but you're afraid that your daughter will cut you off if you try to. What, what does that mean? What, what, what's, what's the... What's the financial lurch that she's leaving you in? Yes, yes. And definitely uh, it has been. I have five grandchildren. They are all hers. And um, a lot of things that have happened and struggles of hers um, have been like a lot of broken promises of trying to help. You know, so obviously I have responsibility like a vehicle um, that just got stuff being paid on but it is in my name so it's like burdens that but unfortunately the kids and them needed a vehicle i get myself um into these situations where these so are I'm trying to understand here let, let me just clarify something really quickly so are you saying that she often has financial problems and then you kind of rush yeah. in and and rescue her but then she doesn't follow through on what she says she's going to do, like in paying you back or even, you know, with the car, paying the, the car payments, and then you end up getting stuck with that. Is that what I'm yes, hearing you say? Yes, and if I don't, and if a plan comes up or something gets presented to me, and they, and if I, if I don't show trust in that situation, which I don't, just from then, that's when, um, you know, I won't see the grandkids. I'm being, so it's like it'll be so- turned She's yeah. she's using the grandchildren against you to manipulate you is what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? Yeah, I feel that at that yeah, time, but, yes, that is what happened. Well, no, in general, that is. that That's the nature yeah, of your if, relationship. If, if every time you help her out and she just, you know, goes into some slothful situation and doesn't do the right thing and you call her on it or you refuse to do something the next time and she just takes your grandchildren from you, She's using them as a weapon against you to yeah. get what she wants. So, Christine, um, here's the thing. Now, now I understand that you want to be able to be there for your grandchildren. And, and Every and grandparent both, you know, would want that. Um, in any situation, what we're called to do is work for the good of the person that we love. And so I need you to take this to prayer. I, I don't have, so so here, here's, here are a couple of different scenarios, all right? Let's say the situation was that your daughter was, you know, irresponsible and chaotic and you know creating a a a challenging environment for your grandchildren to grow up in but you know you were watching them every day and you were that stable adult influence in their lives and so you were able to kind of like do real good there for them and 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 helping them see you know what, what a stable life would look like you know apart from their mom well in that case you might tread a little bit more lightly on setting boundaries with mom because for the sake of the grandchildren and your ability to have a positive direct influence on them, you want to maintain that relationship more. On the other hand, let's say a different scenario. <clears throat> you you know don't really, that's not the kind of relationship you have with the grandkids. You get to see them once in a while when she brings them by or when you go over to visit. And the, but it, 
that ability to visit them is directly dependent upon you enabling your daughter to continue to be unhealthy and irresponsible by you know, giving her money whenever she asks for it, even though she doesn't deal with it responsibly or ever fulfill her obligations. In that situation, you would need to set harder boundaries because the point is she's not only being an irresponsible and self-destructive person, she's being manipulative and using her children against you. Uh, and that's using her children as an object, and that, that's really unhealthy on several levels. And in that case, you'd need to set harder limits and say, listen, I love you and I want to support you when you're making healthy choices, but I can't support you if you're making unhealthy choices. So, you know, I, then you set appropriate boundaries based on what you can give her based on how much she's actually working to take care of her life and do healthy and responsible things. You know, so, for example, if she has a job and she's paying her bills, but she's short a couple of you know a couple of bucks for the rent or the whatever even though she's working her hardest to try to fulfill that obligation you could give her that boost to try to close that gap if she's not working and she says mom i need you to pay my rent because i'm not working you might not be able to do that in this case because you know that that's just enabling her to continue to be irresponsible so what you have to really look at here is what allows you to have the the greatest positive effect on her life in general Right. Uh, so and, and, and based on that, that's what you do. Um, and now that gets complicated, I understand. And if you need someone to talk through those things, we can help you find faithful ways to respond to the situation and appropriate boundaries to set. If you want to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com, we can hook you up and, and help you really see what setting godly boundaries in this situation would be. We do talk about this more in our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. I'm a little concerned that you might be farther past that book because she's not dealing with you in an honest and forthright yeah. way. She, this is a very manipulative an unhealthy relationship uh, that, that I think would require some professional support to really navigate effectively. Yeah, because this is something that you don't want to base on your feelings because she is manipulating your feelings like you're a marionette puppet to get what she wants. And so if you base it on your feelings rather than prayer and good counsel, you're going to keep having to shift what you do and the choices you make, and she gets she gets to see how much power she has, and she's going to continue to make things worse for you and for her children. But your job isn't to focus on the consequences of what she does to you for having you know responded to her. Your job is to say, what would allow me to really challenge her to be a healthier person? I have to do that. Right? And whatever that answer is, that's what you do. If you need more support in figuring out how to respond to this in a faithful way, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. You can learn more about our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Adult Sons and Daughters. But as I say, I think the situation might be even a little bit beyond that. And if you need more personal support, then I hope that you will check us out at catholiccounselors.com. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us in this hour and sharing your stories with us and allowing us to accompany you as you negotiate those difficult situations where trust is involved. If you would like more support, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life in godly ways. Learn more at catholiccounselors.com and don't forget to get out there and celebrate the life that God has for you because when we live in God's grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in and have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. 
Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.